Happy New Year, we no die, oh. Tell God thank you for we life, oh. Happy New Year, we no die, oh. Tell God thank you for we life, oh. Eh -hem. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy, happy, happy New Year. Yeah, una kushe. Bro, like, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for coming. Um, 2020, baby. We're about to go off. Um, this is the Lion Lens the Right podcast. Reclaim our narrative through identity, empowerment, and creativity. And today was meant to be the 1st of, J of January. But I just came back from Sierra Leone and my body was dead. Like, it was difficult to, for me to do anything, to be honest with you. Um, I put so much into our Sierra Leonean trip. Um, the project I was doing over there that I'm going to speak about in a minute that I just had nothing left, to be honest with you. It needed a couple of days to recalibrate, but I'm back. And today I'm talking about identity, empowerment and creativity, looking at the trip I had and what I learned from it. Sit back, relax and enjoy. <laughs> Listen to me podcast. I want to tell you now, thank you, welcome. It's now the, the Lion Learns to Write podcast. And um, yeah, man, wow. I just came back from Sierra Leone and what a trip. I don't even know where to begin, really. Like, it's been it's been a crazy trip. Every time I go, it's even more powerful. Um and this one is no different to that. Um, what I wanted to do was, since the tagline of the show is um, reclaiming our narrative through identity, empowerment and creativity, I wanted to talk through those three pillars while using the trip that I just had and see what I've learned from this trip um, and in a way how it's going to help direct um, the progression of, of the podcast through this year. Uh, because I just learned so much about myself, about Sierra Leone, um, about just general potential uh, and impact of what, um, who we are, what we do as individuals, what it means to be part of a community, what it means to be connected um, to things, to people, to places, to cultures. And, um, and yeah, it's just been a crazy trip. So first thing I wanted to talk about was um, identity. December in Sierra Leone is similar to April in Sierra Leone in the sense that it's where we call JC Dong Cam. Like, this is just Cam. So all the... I used to think JC was basically anyone who's foreign, but I realised when being there that it specifically refers to the diaspora. So people who are of African descent who... Specifically Sierra Leonean, but it can be anyone of African descent who has just come for a holiday and they're from elsewhere. So Americas, Europe, um, anywhere else. And they come and you can tell they're different. They bring a different kind of energy. Um, and December is the time when there's a, a, a focus, like a concentrated effort of events um, specifically kind of catered to to that influx of people 
and this year was no different man like the first event i went to which was Toku Tok. shout out to all the organizers um mario marco and all, all those people who i spent time with over there it was just a great event for people who were coming back trying to reconnect in the creative field it was specifically an event for spoken word but there was also live band um uh freetown sierra leone uncut band freetown uncut band I find them were performing there. They had a random um, marching band who came in off the street. They had spoken word. They had singing. They had dancing. They had all sorts. It was amazing. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing this up is because speaking to a lot of people then when I got there, it was around the time when everyone was starting to come. So I got there around the seventh or eighth, and this event was on that Thursday. Followed and. There were a lot of people there who felt the same thing as I had. They had been longing to come back to Sierra Leone for a long time. And that whole conversation seemed pretty regular. And it made me realize that I'm not the only one who was kind of desiring that connection. And I think um, depending on who you are and what your relationship with Sierra Leone is and what your relationship with your identity is, you can be very sensitive to how you're received. Um, so this one is coming to those who are on the continent and um, who may not realize that um, there seems to be this weird um, narrative that those in the diaspora have everything, they just have everything. So, like, you know, everyone's loaded, everyone's just chilling, they've got no worries, no problems, all that kind of stuff, and, um, and it's just like the greater life. But the fact that so many of us are yearning to come back, um, hopefully, is giving the impression or the reminder that there is value in what we have on the continent um, no matter what resources we have out here no matter what the quality of life is out here we want to come back and we want to connect and it's important to us and it's might be difficult to understand but um, it's important to a lot of us to have that rooting to be coming back regularly and I find that once people start doing that they keep on doing that like me for example I had this whole vision of grandeur to every year go to a different African country but after my 2018 visit I haven't gone anywhere else like I've just come back to Sierra Leone every time obviously my project started but even without that I feel like I would still be coming because there's nowhere I'd rather be really um, to be honest with you and it's just an amazing feeling to get that connection back for me um, it helps me navigate where I am in England it helps me realize that there's a plan B if anything was to go up in smoke over here that there's um, a place where I'll be accepted and one of the things I liked about being in Sierra Leone and on the continent in general is that I can just be myself um, there's not really as much judgment or expectation to be a certain kind of black guy or an African or any of those things the only thing that is that is a bit of a issue sometimes is language so um, trying to make sure that I'm practicing my Creole at all times um, when I'm over there and, and just making sure that I can at least show the effort of, of trying. Um, and I find that as well as anywhere else in the world when you try and speak their language instead of speaking English and expecting them to change their ways for you is received well when we when we give that effort. Um, especially when it doesn't make sense that someone claimed to be Sierra Leonean but they're not even trying to speak Sierra, <laughs> a Creole or whatever the language might be. Um, so yeah, it was it was important for, for me to see that. It's something I was predicting when going over there, but I think the influx of JCs and, and the events that I went to, there was a bowling party, 
there was um there was a creative um circle catch up there was all kinds of stuff going on where a lot of people from the diaspora were coming and they're all saying the same things like Ghana's obviously doing the year of return right now but it seems to spread to quite a lot of Africa in general a lot of people from the diasporas are coming back to their roots and trying to connect and I feel like there's something being said for that the reason might be different for each person but the fact that they're reaching back for me is an is a is a testament to something underneath everything going on um not everyone is looking to move back permanently some people are just going back for some kind of connection some people are trying to find some kind of in between 50-50 solution and some people are just curious some people just want to go and and find out what's there what the what all the commotion is about um and i think any of those examples is just awesome for um for it because what i find is once you visit you'll find your own reason and it might be different to what you thought it was before you went so my thing to anyone who's looking back to go back to the continent or to go back to your roots and and reach back to your culture or just curious about it is to go go physically don't just speak about it or um find a community who speaks the language or anything like that which is all great but you'll never know the fullness until you actually go and visit for yourself you feel the heat on your skin you taste the food in its natural environment you hear the language in its natural environment and you see you interact with the people in the natural environment there's something different about that even if there's a community of sierra leoneans in london it's not doesn't feel the same as being in sierra leone with sierra leoneans but that's just me you know um each to their own but i wanted to um one of the things for me which is a, a moment that i only really appreciated on the way back was that my Sierra Leone passport which i only got issued last year was stamped this year yes indeed this time i went to sierra leone for the first time in longer than i can remember without having to use a visa i used my sierra leone passport and it was stamped on the way there and back and and it's weird because as i was stamping it i just felt so empowered um it seems really minor i know but for me it was some it was like a big moment for me so um that's just my own personal thing to share one of the big things i wanted to talk about though identity aside is empowerment now as you know one of the whole things about become is um uh which is my organization which i'll get to later being possibly an international organization as as time goes on is the um joining of become partnering with um patriotic advocacy network who is a youth and empowerment organization in freetown sierra leone and yusuf jalo the kalfoot prince who is a storyteller who's just an amazing man in very in terms of heritage and knowledge he's one of the people who um just has is is a fountain of it really like big shout out to both of those um entities because without you guys i wouldn't have been able to do a fraction of what we did um out there together and i and i like to think it's um it's each of us benefited from this partnership between the three of us um but i wanted to talk about empowerment because there were a couple of things that went on which really opened my eyes to the importance of it now obviously we're talking about reclaiming our narrative so um one of the things that happened is that in march 
2019, we launched the Women's Empowerment event on the 8th of March, which is International Women's Day. And the reason for that was because of the Hands Off Our Girls campaign by the First Lady of Sierra Leone and also the um, state of emergency announced by the President, Marabio. Um, and it was a state of emergency about um, sexual violence against um, young girls specifically in Sierra Leone. But obviously around um, the world, there are other issues which are very similar to that. So there's something going on there. Um, so I decided at the hearing of that to basically launch a women's empowerment program, which after being there this year in December, I'm so glad I, we did um, with the help of um, Miriam and um, Caramel, who are the other members of my team. And um, without them, couldn't have done it without Pan, couldn't have done it without Yusufa, couldn't have done it. And it was just an amazing, um, amazing opportunity to use the resources and influence um, we have to put it together to create a, a platform which allowed um, the empowerment of, of, of young girls who have so much potential, like it's incredible, um, their minds. And sometimes all they need is that encouragement, the support, the belief that they can do these things. Um, and what it was, was the first event on the 8th of March was four speakers speaking about entrepreneurism, education, uh, personal hygiene and um, self-esteem. Um, when it was done, kind of like a TED talk, so we had four speakers who spoke to them, um, gave them a lot of tools on how to navigate um, their lives in that moment. And, and it was really well received. We have a lot of people who, a lot of young girls who um, I had actually met before who were now um, empowered to start their own things and really believe that, you know, they're equal level to the boys, the men um, who they would um, be brushing shoulders with and they won't take no jip anymore, you know. Um, and I think feel like it's important because when you look at societies, you empower the women, you empower everyone. And, um, and I feel like um, we as men have been doing terribly at showing that, side of things. Um, uh, so the event we actually did this December was focused more on practical things um, that people could do. So we invited, um, we had capacity for maybe 40, I think, girls um, from various schools around Freetown who came. And it was just amazing to physically be there because I couldn't make it for the one in March. So this is the first time I could physically be there. The December event is going to be the kind of flagship event for the year every year now. And it's going to be part of the um, storytelling festival um, uh, program. And it was just amazing being there. And I got a chance to speak um, in light of um, Caramel and Miriam not being able to make it. I started off the program with speaking about the Passion Planners, who are a company who we partnered with, who allowed us um, to to produce, uh, reproduce their planners, Passion Planners, which are focused on goals and how to get your ideas into practical goals and how to keep in track of them, how to make sure your, your actionable con um, things are done in terms of what can you can do today, the next week, next month, next year, um, and through a lifetime. Um, so I spoke to them through that. I gave them the idea about smart goals, um, specific, measurable, uh, I think it was attainable, um, realistic, um, time-bound, 
I think, something along those lines. Um, and it was really well received. Um, then afterwards, we had a speaker speaking about entrepreneurship in general, and she really went into the depths of what business is, how business works. And she amazingly got them into four groups. And in those four groups, they all talked, uh, talked about business ideas they each had. And then one person from each group had to do effectively a pitch, which um, the other girls in the room could do a Q&A session, which is kind of like um, Dragon's Den in that sense. And it was, a great ed um, it was a great element to the program, which allowed us to, to everyone to sit by and listen to what kind of questions we ask, what kind of things you kind of need to um, allow a business to get off the ground and really start growing and what kind of support you need, what kind of things to look out for. And through that, we had a number of girls who had really, really good ideas, which we're going to try and support from now on. Um, and hopefully through 2020, we'll get to a stage where we can launch these businesses and get them um, producing income for their themselves, their homes, their communities, because they're genuinely good ideas. And I think it's something that we um, that we take for granted is is the mental capacity, the cultural capacity, the um, but also the currency of um, the ideas that are coming from the continent right now. We are off. Many of our countries are like in a top ten, fifteen of the fastest growing economies in the world. Um, there's a lot of investment going back home these days, um, and it's just an opportunity to be part of that insurgence to feedback into into that narrative and and remind them that even if even despite their environments the one thing they can control and the one thing that can give them the most return on any kind of investment is their mind their mind is the most valuable asset they have and it's something that everyone has access to and once you learn how to control that once you learn how to um, harness the energy that is within there and and create and start manifesting um, then you can do anything. Um, and I think it's, it was, for me, it was really exciting to be able to be in a room where I could see young girls who could effectively end up being the entrepreneurs of the future, the leaders of the future. There were people who wanted to start businesses, the people who wanted to be lawyers, doctors, um, and all kinds of things, engineers who, um, who were passionate about these things. And um, we were off, we were in a space where we could actually help them get there and help them plan it. So we, with all of that said, we put them all back into the planners and we make sure we write everything down and we make sure we, we chase them. So between now and the next three months, so we're going to have another event in 8th of March um, 2020 where we're going to catch up with the people to see how far they've gone. And it was just a pleasure being in the room with them. I think I got more from it than they did. Um, and then we all, we had the pleasure, the honor of having Yusuf Jalo join us, actually. And he just empowered them with a the concept of how valuable they are as women, historically, culturally, in terms of love and family, in terms of progression of a community and a nation. Um, he is, a, like I said, a fountain of knowledge in terms of statistics, as well as, um, you know, general um, significance of of who the women are in terms of our ancient cultures pre-colonial um what positions the women held and what situations are around the world where women rise up and what the situations look like before and after they do so and almost 100 percent of the time it's usually in a better state um when the women actually are 
heightened into a, into a level where they have control, they have some kind of resources, they they have um, their their free there's there's freedom in their um, in wanting to do. And one of the things I learned as well from from the whole empowerment conversation is that it's not about having to do something; it's just about access. One of the things that's problem with in 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 all kinds of um, oppression uh, in any kind of um, state is that the problem happens when you're not allowed access to something. Um, whether you want to do it or not is up to you. For example, I really push entrepreneurism, I think, in the world where everything is turning into something that can be um, systemized and turned into something that robots can effectively do. Um, I think it's important for us to be able to think and for us to be able to think will effectively mean that we have to create our own streams of revenue. Um, living in London, it's difficult to live off one stream of revenue. Um, I, I know very few people who, unless you're at the very high level of whatever you're doing and you love it, um, who are happy um, doing that. Um, but for me personally, uh, I'm in a place where I'm passionate about so many different things that I just want to get involved in. And fortunately for me, they all have the potential to be income revenue uh, making assets. And I was trying to, part of the empowerment is to show the girls that they can actually do that as well. Anything that they enjoy, there is usually a way to turn that into some kind of income stream. And one of the reasons why I say that is because even in UK, it's a big thing. Obviously, money shouldn't rule the world, but unfortunately, it does help it turn and it does change your quality of life and especially in a place where which i'm going on to the next thing we where 150,000 leons which is the equivalent of about 15 pounds uh can change the game for an individual in sierra leone um it might be 50,000 for a bag of rice if you got four kids to feed you got to make that rice last the month um I learned so much on this trip and one of the most emotionally, um, I don't know, I think the emotionally heavy and, and uh, changing experiences I had is when we had our actual event, the National Storytelling Festival. And before it started, apologies to anyone who came, um, but you will know what I'm about to say. Um, there were a group of women outside as we came in on the morning as we we're doing sound check i didn't think anything of it went in said good morning went into the um miata conference center and when when i went downstairs to see you know um we we're about to open doors i realized that i was in the middle of a protest they chained chained the um gates shut and there was a lot of hostility, there was a lot of um, screaming and shouting and I wanted to find out what happened, so I started listening. Um, one of the things that I found really important about empowerment on both sides of that is listening. If you wanna be empowered, you have to listen. If you want to empower somebody, you have to listen. So um, I stood and listened to these women and basically a lot of them hadn't been paid for the last three, six, nine months by the government. Um, these were street cleaners, so they're the ones that keep the place tidy, keep the place clean, and the government hadn't been paying them, and some of them had received notification to come to that um, venue. Miata Conference Centre is in the middle of a government complex, 
So there are a lot of government buildings in that compound. And so um, they were asked to come there to get paid. The person who was meant to pay them left without doing so. And they were furious and rightly so. And one of the things I realized, which is why I'm telling the story about empowerment, is that I had to check some of our own people because the first thing out of the mouths was we, we have a show to run. And I had to say to them, our need for this show is less than their need to be paid. If you're to put it on a hierarchy, we cannot even begin to have a conversation where we are trying to assume that our need is as important as them getting paid for this work they've been doing for nine months. I go crazy if I get paid late by a couple of days. I can't imagine what I'll be in a situation with if I was asked to come halfway across Freetown to a place where I was meant to be getting paid, not get paid and expect to be um, happy with some kind of um, general, oh yeah, we're going to have a meeting in a few days when I need to get back to my family. Maybe I don't have enough money to get back now because I've traveled so far um, and all this kind of thing. Like I really did realize that the empowerment game is so many different sides of it. Um, but I think it was something that needed to happen for me to be able to see the reality. I think in the West, we have certain conversations about empowerment. And to be honest with you, I feel like after experiencing that, we're on the bubblegum side of things a lot of the time. Um, and the experience I had, I had to stand in front of a police car who was trying to run a woman over. Um, they were chaining um, the, the gate shut. The police was using pepper spray on women, like all sorts of stuff was going on. And I had to stop four fights. It was it was a lot to take. Um, but I, in some moments, I felt like it was really important for me to communicate to not only the women, but also our team, that what is really important is that they are paid. Like that had to be the number one thing if there was going to be any kind of resolve if our show was going to go on at all it would never happen even if i was being selfish about it it would never happen if we just go there with our show as our priority i think it's important when it comes to empowerment that we start to look at the subtleties of the conversations around it um, and right now we're talking about women's empowerment obviously um, and one of the things that i'm going to do which i've already thought about and i've already spoken to pan about in terms of the next time when we do our event is having empowerment events for men about women and maybe call them community empowerment events or something like that um, because I think it's really important that we stop looking at the women who are the victims as the ones who should be the ones finding solutions I think I've heard too much of that um, if it's a rape scenario, there's all kinds of, uh, you know, conversations that happen around what should the woman do, self-defense and all this kind of stuff. And I'm guilty of it too, and I realize that now. So the, the event I did in March was all around the women. And, and I realize now um, that there needs to be something running alongside that, which is speaking to the men. The men are the root of the problem. Actually, the root of the problem maybe is even just the patriarchal society, just in general, um, because it wouldn't be this way if there was a different kind of structure going on um, in terms of uh, overall society. But I think it's important for us, as for me, to be um, now to be 
doing an event alongside the women's empowerment where I'm speaking to the men and I'm teaching them about the value of the woman from the ground up, um, which shouldn't really need to be done. But to be honest with you, in this current state and after what I saw about the way they were treated and the questions that were asked and the comments that were made, I'm realizing that it is necessary. Unfortunately, it is. And maybe not even just in Sierra Leone, just in the world. I think that um, more of these conversations need to happen where we as men are empowering our queens. I think it, it's, it's up to us to show other men what it means to empower a queen and why. Um, and I think it's important for us to hold each other accountable. I think we don't do enough of that either. I think that is one of the missing links between this empowerment conversation. I think that there's too much focus on what the woman should do and empowering her and being like, okay, cool. So, you know, if you learn this, then you can do this or build this business and all that kind of stuff, then this will happen. But all of that is not going to stop the things that are happening to women unless the men stop doing what they're doing. Um, and I know there's conversations where it happens both ways, but statistically it's imbalanced. And it's the men who are doing this to the women overall in terms of a gen um, generic level. Um, and it's just something that really shook me up, to be honest. Um, I know usually I talk about a lot of positive things, but this was a day that really, really shook me up um, in terms of what the reality is um, and how little respect and value we place on the people who bring us life. They are the only ones who can do that. Um, and I feel like we don't do enough to um, our actions are not speaking well right now, men. Um, before I even go on, if you have any comments on this, maybe it's a conversation where I'll open this up to everyone. Um, go to www.anchor.fm forward slash tlltw forward slash message and you can leave a voice note and let me know what you think um maybe is it just me um am i am i being am i being too harsh or too soft um is there more that can be done like is there any can you give any examples of of, of other solutions or solutions in general that can that can help because um i'm 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 not one to just sit and have conversations i'm uh, i prefer to do action and at least try things and if it doesn't work i'll try something else um but yeah any any kind of ideas or support or anything like that would be amazing because i'm i'm at loss for words i, I felt helpless in that moment um i felt like i felt like i'd done a disservice to women everywhere i felt like i'd done a disservice to the women who'd raised me um i felt like there was more i could have or should have done but I also realized that there's no way I could have planned for that. Like there was, I didn't know there was going to be a protest. I didn't know they were going to be paid. And this is complete, weren't going to be paid. And this is completely independent of our event. If you imagine, we're, we're trying to do this national storytelling festival. And then you get there and all this stuff is going on outside, which has nothing to do with you. But at the same time, you're trying to find some kind of peace and put quiet, um, put fires out. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was a lot. Um, but yeah, in terms of empowerment, like I said, it's something that really shook me up and made me realize that there's level to this thing. And I feel like 
really what I'm going to try and do this year is try and see if I can find something closer to the root as opposed to try and picking off the leaves. Um, if we can water the roots right, then we don't have to worry about the leaves at all. Um, so, yeah, any ideas are greatly appreciated. Okay, next one is creativity. So this is all about my trip to Sierra Leone. I was there from the 7th to the 28th, which is almost all month. And next year, I'm planning to go for much longer, maybe a month, two, three months, um, because there's so much I did in the in the in the, those three weeks that I feel like um, I need more time to be able to get stuck in to make some kind of change. Um, I feel like my potential there is a lot more for impact than my potential here. I think I do a lot here, but the impact of what I do, if I did the same thing here, excuse me, if I did the same thing here as I do in Sierra Leone, the impact in Sierra Leone would be much greater than the impact here. So I'm going to try and do a lot more of that. Um, one of the things I did while I was over there, now going on to the creative part of our three pillars of, of the Lion Learns to Write, um, regaining our narrative, reclaiming our narrative, is our collaboration with um, Yo Madame Yoko of the Empire Arts Institute. Big shout out to her. You were a great inspiration when I was over there. It was amazing hearing your story as someone who was in... Um, besotted with drama growing up but then told that realizing that you weren't being chosen um, and then went into law studied in UK went back and started working in your father's firm and then decided to take that academic learning and put it into creating a space where uh, an institute could develop where you're looking at the foundations of cultural performing arts or arts in general should we say because you do, um, if anyone is there, it's at the top of, I can't remember the name of the road, but it's on the other end of the road to Lebanese, Interna International Lebanese School. Um, and they do everything from singing, dancing, drumming, um, media, photography, graphic design, fine art, all that, all of that. You have an, they have an amazing, um, amazing work has been done to create their, uh, what's it called? Not schedule, their... criteria oh, I can't even remember um, the word you use where you have your whole year's worth of work to cover your <laughs> I can't even remember but yeah um, your the panel is are all amazing people and like just incredible like it's great um, one of the things we spoke about was the idea of an arts exchange um, so we're going to be working on that and and see what happens with that over the next year um, which I need to get back on you on. Um, I met other people as well. Marco, thank you so much for him, um, um, bringing me into the fold. Um, we had one evening where uh, you had a, <laughs> just like a creative circle in the backyard, right next to, between the house and the sea, basically. And it was just a, a great evening, an opportunity for me to hear what it's like as artists in Sierra Leone trying to make it, what the problems are, what the practical solutions might be. Um, I think it was held really well. I think it was something that needs to be more regular. I think an annual thing is great, but it might even be something where, um, even maybe weekly, something where you can come together and just break out some, some serious um, solutions and actually get practical with it. I think you're onto something amazing there and I hope it continues. Um, 
or maybe even monthly. Um, one of the other things I found was there was a lot of opportunities that I didn't get around to seeing. There was Sensi Hub, big shout out to you lot. Um, a big shout out to Saffle Resorts, for example. Um, I didn't get around to visiting you there. Um, but there's a lot of things going on in Sierra Leone that I really wanted to get my hands stuck into while I was there, but I'm just going to have to do it from here. Don't think for a second that just because I'm back in UK, you're going to not hear from me. Those calls are still coming. Those conversations are still coming. Those partnerships are still coming. I'm still working on projects and all the work needs to be done before I get to Sierra Leone back in December. Um, and because these things have to happen, man, there's great potential in joining our efforts between the diaspora and the continent. And I think that moving forward, um, I am definitely going to be like knee deep in Sierra Leone arts and culture moving forward. I'm excited. Um, like it really did rejuvenate and energize me. Even as we speak, I'm feeling more awake. Um, and it was just awesome being back in Sierra Leone, man. Love the place. If you haven't been before, anyone listening, Sierra Leone, put it on your list. I think it's missed off a lot of the time in terms of the conversations where people often go to places like uh, Ghana or Nigeria or South Africa. But Sierra Leone is on the up and up, trust me. So there's a lot of stuff to do. It's not just the beautiful beaches, it's the people, it's the music, it's the food. Um, and even the infrastructure is starting to change, which is something that's beautiful for me to see. I think the only thing missing now is just energy energy to, to, to fuel factories so we can produce for ourselves instead of um, importing everything, energy so we can maintain electricity 24-7, energy so we can maintain Wi-Fi and strong enough to be able to start up um, companies on our phones properly and keep them running, um, energy so that we can, we can just build, build, build and build. Like I think that if, for example, it makes things a lot easier for me on this side if I, when there's energy on that side for even things like Skype and um, building websites for people and things like that. Um, I know a lot of musicians, for example, don't use Spotify because of things like data and things like that. Um, I hope that's going to change so you have the attraction of the international audience. Um, I don't even know if the, those kind of platforms can... Um, link with Sierra Leone uh, bank accounts. But anyway, I run on a tangent. So the lion learns to write identity, empowerment and creativity. Um, like I said, those are our three pillars. And I just came back from Sierra Leone. Um, one of the other things I found um, just throwing this back is I was talking about language earlier. A big shout out to um, Bay College, um, they have a mass communications program and their radio station based up there did an interview and I had to speak in Creole, which was a interesting uh, experience, man. I'm telling you, it was an eye-opener for me to realize that one, I actually had a little bit more Creole than I thought I did, but two, I have a lot less Creole than I want. Um, and it was great to be able to to experiment with that and talk about the festival, talk about um, why I was there as an individual, talk about why I'm looking to go back to Sierra Leone and do all the things I'm doing. One of the things I found interesting is that a lot of people don't understand why, if I'm living in UK, I bother to reach back to Sierra Leone and do anything at all. 
Um, that really um, struck my interest as an interesting narrative. For me, it's the complete opposite. My question is, why wouldn't I? I'm Sierra Leonean, I was born there, and even if I wasn't, I think there's no reason why I should invest in any other country um, any more or less than I should invest in Sierra Leone, um, including UK. So um, it's something that I'm definitely practically in the plans for, something I'm definitely going to be working on over the next um, 12 months to make sure that when I go back in December, I'm there for a longer period of time, I can have more impact, I can connect more with more people, and, um, and I can just start a lot more, in, um, I can empower others to empower others as well. Um, so I'm going to draw it to a close real quick. Um, if you have any questions, please do get in touch. You can, um, like I said, you can leave us a voice note at www.anchor.fm forward slash TLLTW forward slash message. And that will come through to me. Um, and I will be able to use that as a soundbite in one of our, um, in one of our episodes. Or if you want to be anonymous, just let me know in the soundbite as well. And I'll make sure I don't mention your name or, um, or just talk about your, your soundbite as opposed to actually use it. Um, really happy to be back, kind of. I'm happy to be back because um, it's an opportunity for me to kind of get... I, I realised from the trip that it's going to take a long while for me to be completely back in Sierra Leone. I think, it'll, I think one of the things for me... Um, that is actually helping me do the things I'm doing is having one foot in UK, one foot in Sierra Leone. So I don't think I'll go completely 12 months in Sierra Leone yet. But I think what I will do is at least try and work it so it's nine, three, nine months here, three months in Sierra Leone um, and try and work it that way. Because I think that would be a, a good chunk to be able to be um, creating some impact. Um like I said, if there's anything you want to say, send us a message. Um, this podcast is The Lion Learns to Write, Reclaiming Our Narrative Through Identity, Empowerment and Creativity. This year, like I said before, is going to be once a week. Um, this episode was done slightly late because coming back from Sierra Leone was... Uh, it... It hurt. <laughs> I enjoyed Sierra Leone so much this year. It actually physically took its toll on me when I came back. So I couldn't get around to recording this early enough. But we're going to be doing it every Wednesday morning from next episode onwards. Um, 6 a.m. So it's ready for you to listen to on your commute into work. 6 a.m. GMT, um, UK time. Um, we're going to have interview every week. Um, with different creatives, different uh, people from different walks of life, people who are generally taking back their narrative, no matter what it might be. Um, if you haven't yet, make sure you catch up with all the episodes that we've done so far, because the one that we've just had some great, great people on, generally speaking. You've just it's just been awesome. Like I've really enjoyed the process of of. Um, of having these interviews. If you want to be part of um, The Lion Learns to Write, if you want to um, be one of the guests, then let me know. Just send us a message, comment on the social medias, 
um, maybe even send us a soundbite um, or go to www.becomeimmersive.co.uk and leave us a message there. You can email us info at becomeimmersive.co.uk or becomeimmersive at gmail.com. And um, yeah, ask us your questions. Let me know if you want to be on it. If, let me know if you have a nomination for someone who you think should be on it, who has an interesting perspective on identity, empowerment or creativity um, and how they are using it to reclaim their narrative. Um, this is a shout out to everyone listening. Thank you so much for listening this far. I think you all are amazing. I think us as individuals are, cre- are capable of so much more than we can imagine. And sometimes we just have to get going. Sometimes we just have to start and step back and see where things can go. Be, be attentive to the potential and not be scared to let go of an idea and just let it fly. Um, don't be... We, we can be just as scared to succeed as we can be scared to fail. And become, for example, has become this incredible entity that... Even now I'm sitting back and seeing this has legs to go in all kinds of different spaces. Um, And I'm just going to push it and see how far it goes. And I hope you do too with all of your ideas. Don't let people tell you you can't do something. In some some situations we cannot. But don't let it be because someone said so. Please, I beg, you are too valuable for that. Your ideas are too valuable for that. And we need everyone, everyone's efforts to be fixing some of the problems that are in the world, but also doing it in a way that allow us to enjoy life. Like if there's one thing that I really advocate for is enjoying the time we have on this planet, man. Like try not to get so bogged down with all, everything that's happening and the stresses of the world that you forget to enjoy life, man. It's here to be enjoyed, you know? Um, but yeah, enough of me. Thank you so much for listening. And be awesome and that was it thank you so much for listening everyone i hope you enjoyed it and got some value from it um if you want more info you can go to www.becomeimmersive.co.uk that's www.becomeimmersive.co.uk if you have any questions or queries or you want to just give us a shout out go to um becomeimmersive at gmail.com or info at becomeimmersive.co.uk. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. This is The Lion Learns to Write, Reclaiming Our Narrative Through Identity, Empowerment and Creativity. So let's do that. Have an amazing day and see you next episode. Peace.